You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. It's snowing outside, Sid Talk, and this week's movie is also about snow. Is that a coinky-dink? Currently it is not snowing. Is that the illusion you wanted to No, I mean there's... Because I'm busting it down for there's you. There's snow on the ground. There is some snow on the ground, yes. It's completely covered in snow. I just went outside. The roads aren't. No. But, but I wasn't in the yard, so... If we want to break it down and be exactly right, <laughs> there's snow on the ground. You're trying to give the impression, right, that we've got the same sort of Antarctic atmosphere, but it's not quite It was there. pretty bad you yesterday, actually. It, um, we did get a lot of snowfall. We did. Um... After the fact. We've already had snowfall this year. And there's more to come next next Correct. week. Correct. So uh, this is uh, Sunday, January the 24th, 2010. After the show number 107. We're going to be looking at the movie Whiteout this week on Blu-ray. This is a 2009 movie. 2010 Blu-ray slash DVD release. It was out on Tuesday the 19th of January, which was a week ago. And uh, it's from our friends at Warner Brothers. And you're going to tell us what this one is about. I think whoever decided to call it the coldest thriller ever, that kind of sums it up. It's on That was Joel an, Silver. An Arctic uh, murder mystery. That's about it. Who done it? Kind, kind of. Kind of, yeah. It's an isolated base, scientific base. Based on a graphic novel. Right. Which I had and no idea of, about until the very end. Yeah. When it said it in the credits. I was like, oh, Didn't really? even get glimpses of it, really. Some uh, movies you can kind of get a glimpse of You can go, of oh, it. that's a panel from a comic. Yeah, that looks like, like it's composed. But, um, of course, there's a woman as the uh, protagonist. She's a U.S. Marshal on this frozen Antarctic base. and Can I just say something here? How many movies are there? Somebody should go and uh, compile this and mm-hmm. make a page of it on the, on the internet. In, in fact, it's probably already been done. How many movies are there where somebody's on their last kind of? Like, oh my god! Either they a they're going to retire or b week. they're going to transfer. Let's see, lethal weapon. Oh, there's is a one. lot. It's a good game to play, actually. <laughs> and I'm not saying she's going to retire. I'm saying that she's out of here. Like it's the end of this. Uh, right. You know, the end transferred. But I mean that even that is it's just a yep a movie tool, isn't it? Yep. Story so, tool. So you place somebody in, you know. Well, as the, the writer of the graphic novel put it, and I was not impressed, trust me. Well, as the product started moving forward... Did, blah, didn't blah, you say blah, project? Blah. No, product. Oh, okay. Right? So we know this is a package deal. So let, let's not get into my impressions until we get to the movie yeah. part. Alright, so that's what basically what it's about. It's the South Pole murder mystery... Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Now that events. sounds fantastic because I love well, let, movies let, about cold I was, stuff. I was going to say, let's go into the movie. And I also like movies about extremes. And I saw mm. a, a one this week called Canyon, um, which I'll mention later on, which was about the Grand Canyon, about getting lost in the Grand Canyon. Now that's about extremes also. And there's something about them that's compelling because it's like, yes, we can be put in that situation. You know, it's not out of the ordinary. Of course. It's not. So I do like that, and I especially like the Arctic. And I, what have I always said to you? If the, if CBS want to make Survivor a bigger, a massive hit, it needs to go to the Arctic. Screw all the um, desert islands. Yeah. The Arctic is where it needs to go. And if and when you said, well, in the Arctic, it can't be all sexy and stuff. Well, Kate Beckinsale got her clothes off in this one. 
Yeah, pretty much in the first ten <laughs> seconds. Yeah, well, last to that keep. Last to keep. That kind of set me and... up right away for the level of yeah mm, product. What I'm saying is, you can, you can still throw some sexy into the Arctic. Mm. But um, let's just say she had to get so freaking bony, right? I'm thinking in in her life as an actress, she had to get so thin, like sickeningly thin. Because here would be her PR person and her manager and her going, I'm going to be in these big, thick coats for this movie. And uh, I could do it with an accent because she's British, but I won't. What accent was that? That was nothing. That was, snotty, <laughs> that was a snotty actor's accent. I'm going to be so bundled up in all these stupid coats. I'm going to look fat. So she weighs about 10 pounds. She's so thin that in her winter coat, they've made a... I mean, this is one of the first things I noticed. They made a huge effort. To still make her look like a skinny, shimmery little thing. Yeah, the actual like cut of her coat is made to uh, look exactly. so she looks thin. She's not in the big square one. She's in the very thin very, one. Yes, yes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that aside. Um, so, yeah, I'm into these kind of extreme, especially extreme weather, because it's very interesting and very real. Um, and this movie starts with a flashback to the... Is it the 50s? 1957. So it is the 50s. So um, it goes flashback to the... And it's got this cool action scene from the 50s, which sets up this murder mystery, whodunit mm-hmm. thingamajig. I was with it at the beginning there, but I lost... I lost... Um, Faith? <laughs> no. Nah. See, I... I don't actually think... There's a lot of problems with this movie. Let's Let me start there. And what, one of them is... Exposition. Um, why do the characters have to tell you every single thing when you can goddamn see it on the screen? Because it's a product. Well, there's a there's a scene, it is not a <laughs> there's story. There's a scene that's really it is not a movie. Well, it there's a this product. scene that's really interesting where she shines a torch at a dead body with an obvious gunshot wound on its head, and then she turns to somebody who's looking at the looking right with her and says, "It's a it's a it's a corpse." It's got a gunshot wound in its head. Looks like he was shot in the head. Yeah, yeah, it's like so obvious. And, and, and then somebody else said, there's one over here too. It's all like, like I'm, I can see this stuff. You don't have to keep saying yeah. it. Yeah, and there's a lot of that all the way through, actually. It's almost like you don't get it. Exactly. So they have to tell you. And this, to be honest, the story's really straightforward. It's not... I actually figured it out within about ten minutes. Nice. I knew... Instantly, yeah. Yeah, I knew what it was going to be. <laughs> So that was no surprise. There's a, you know, the It kind of sucks the air out of it. Because yeah. you want it to be a little bit more interesting than that. And it really, it isn't. As it, it is basically what you think in the first 15 minutes. Is it? Like, there's a couple of things. Well, not it. everybody. Some people might not know, think about it. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> thinking if I got it, most people would probably, I mean, anybody's paying attention. Yeah. Which, by the time, you know. Paying, you don't want to say too much. No, I was going to say, um. You might not be paying attention by the part where you kind of mm. pick up on it anyway, because you know it's. I don't know. It's a it's a hard one because it's an excellent setting. You know, a base on the South Pole, which is like a scientific. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what they exist, the scientific base on the sure. South Pole. Really interesting setting. Um, it's it's actually the actual. I don't want to give anything away. The actual thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that particularly interesting? No, it no, isn't. it's quite, it's quite boring to be honest. It, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, 
And then there's these like action sequences where, <laughs> which absolutely don't work. They might work in a graphic novel, but I don't believe they worked on the screen because the deal is here is uh, when there is a whiteout, hence the name of the movie. It's like a huge storm almost. Like yeah, you like can't you can't see a f- foot in front of your face or, or less. You know wind the visibility is terrible. The wind's strong. That it's so cold you'll freeze instantly. Now, in the base to combat this, they have like um, ropes strewn between buildings and you hook yourself onto a rope and you move along so you don't get lost and and end up, you know, wandering aimlessly because you can't see where the other buildings are. Right, so there's an action scene, suspense scene, with her on this rope being pursued. Absolutely doesn't work because... When I was watching it, I had no idea what was going on half the time. I didn't know which angle it was coming at. And I'm the at. opposite, because I think that was one of the more interesting chase sequences I've ever seen, because they, they're all bound to that rope, which is, like a you know, no-brainer. I knew what was going on the whole time. Maybe maybe you weren't. Maybe you were already out of it by then. <laughs> no, I knew what was going on. They were both on a rope, and they were going right. from one place to another. What I'm saying, though, is the way it was filmed, and the, there's this fake sn- snow... Yeah, but the thing is, a lot. Okay, a lot of the movie was actually filmed in a yes. frozen tundra, kind and you of place. can actually tell this. I disagree completely. I oh, thought I, the I totally no, tell I it. thought the whole thing was filmed in a studio in a big room with lots and lots of green screens. See, that's what I, I thought, thought. Yeah, yeah, I thought the whole thing. No, was. I didn't. So they were actually in a snow area in real snow. Yes, they were, and it looked fake to me. Totally fake. There was a lot of CG all the time, in fact. I mean... I thought all of it was fake. There was, like, shots of planes taking off and landing that were just real Mm -hmm. fake looking. I mean, there there was obviously no plane there. It was a whole CG object. There was... The snow just... I don't know. I've never been in that kind of snow. It might look like that for all I see. But it just looked real phony. And, like, you when it was falling on a... Because we watch it in high definition and you can see the whole thing. When it's falling on a face, it's not really melting. It's just kind of like sticking on a like. Weird... Well, it wouldn't melt, would it? If you're outside. Well, she was inside at true, this point, true. and it was kind of blowing at her, and it just looked phony. Like it, there's a lot of that, but you, you know, I, I'd kind of at the be, sort of at the beginning, um, said to myself, "Well, I've just seen that plane, and that plane looks like crap. So any CG in it <laughs> yes. is probably going to be pretty bad." Like. And I was right, you know. But there isn't a ton of CG, but there, oh, I disagree. there's I a ton of atmospheric everywhere. effects. Like, yeah. And when they're in, obviously they're in like this uh, bobcat that you drive in the snow. You can t- you can tell. I mean, when you see the extras, they are actually in a yeah, bobcat. Yeah, I knew that was snow. real. To me, it didn't look real. That was one thing where you could see out the window, and I just kept thinking, that's a phony. But it, there again, it could have been. It could be. Some right. of it was done inside, some of it was done outside. But The whole movie didn't look great to me. I had, I had a problem with it. Stylistically, I actually liked how it looked. Because it had this like brownish... Like a brown and a blue hue that they'd added to everything. That made it look different to just a normal... Like, um, and that's what I didn't like. See, I liked it. It made that. everything look fake to me. I liked it, and I, I know it was a stylish thing. And I don't know if it was to make it more like the graphic novel but then again when I saw panels from the graphic novel they were just straight up black and white mm-hmm. there was no colour in or shading or anything so I yeah. think that whatever you're calling it filtering whatever it was filtering yeah. is to cover up the shitty look of it yeah no it's not a huge <laughs> budget movie in fact this this is one this is one thing I also thought to myself while I was watching it 
that this felt like a straight-to-video movie that I would watch just on HBO late at night. It didn't even feel... Even though it had some, you know, stars in it, it just felt kind of on the low end of mm. stuff. Like, I would... It's the kind of movie where if I went to the theatre to see it, I would say to you, oh, I wish we'd have just watched that one it's at home. It's kind of like old-school drama action movie making. There's nothing edgy or gritty or interesting about it. Not to me, anyway. No, and there's a lot of moments where you roll your eyes thinking, really? Like, do you have to tell us that now? Because we know that. And B, is that really where the plot's going? And does going? she have to have fake hair the entire movie? Yeah, that And hair. do we have to see her ass in the first ten seconds? And then, of course, the rest of the time she's in a winter coat? That is such a tool. Now, I've heard Do we have that, to make everybody else like these two-dimensional, trapped in a tundra Yeah, it's area? also full of stereotype type yeah. people. Um, <laughs> but that's not... This movie is not the only movie guilty of that. Oh, no, no. It's Hollywood, no, no. Hollywood in general have this. It just had a lot of strikes against it for me. Yeah, it did for me. Um, there again, I can't say I was 100% disinterested because... But there again, at, at points I was kind of drifting off. Like, yeah, me too. In the middle of it. I was kind because I already had said to myself in my head, I know where this is going, and I was right. I was hundred percent right. In fact, there was no um, yeah on the the thing that I guessed, and then the other thing that I'd kind of uh, the other thing I thought, oh, I bet it's this, and it was that too, which was like I don't normally do that. <laughs> no, I was like, wow, I got hundred <laughs> percent. If it's that transparent to you, yeah. And you're you're intelligent. However, I'm the one that always goes. However, I don't generally mind. figure no, who no. done it type things out. I, I, I'm often surprised. I'm like, oh wow, really? But this one, no. I, I so I guess that's why I lost interest because you're just waiting for the payoff. I'm, yeah, and then and then I'm like that to myself. Yes. So if you if you like the experience <laughs> of feeling clever because you guessed a movie, this right, is the right. movie for you, right? <laughs> <laughs> now people watch it and they'll go, I can't figure it yeah, out. I don't know, I don't what's, know going what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, it had some action sequences, which I disliked. It had... Um, I didn't necessarily like the action sequence. It could have been half as long, because it was like ten minutes of... And, and, and I is, agree that that was a very unique action sequence. And I true. wanted it to be better than it was. When when they kind of set up the fact that, yes, there's this, these ropes that they follow, I thought to myself, because they set it up at the beginning without a chase. Like, his his are going on this road. And I, I thought to myself, them ropes are going to be involved in something. That could be Everything really cool. Everything was like that in this movie. Yeah, like they set... Every single thing set was it up for, um, a zoom in on this. And you, you, your mind that's goes, That's the exposition ding. I'm talking about. Your mind goes, ding. See that later in the movie. Then someone says something and you go, ding. Gonna mm-hmm. hear that later in the movie. Then somebody acts a certain way and you go, ding. That's so, gonna happen so let me put, let, over and over Let me and put over. this to you. It's essentially the plot is spoon-fed to you. Mm-hmm. Like, completely. Uh, not not just uh, subtly. Like, the character's telling you that you should look at this because this is important maybe in ten minutes' time. You need to know that that happened. Right. And it's kind of... And even her character, the whole tortured past kind I didn't, of thing... I wasn't with her at all. Didn't care. I, I mean, didn't care at I all. I like her. I um, didn't even like her. See, I do. I actually What's like her. What's the big deal? Do you know what, though? I... I mean, why is I mean, Kate she's re- she's like really that? famous for the Underworld movies, obviously. Um, where she plays a badass chick, right? <laughs> so, and she's done three of them, and they're huge, right? I thought they were crappy. No, they're not. They're, they're well, they're successful. Mm. Uh, and she did three of them, and that's where she's famous from. And yes, yeah, she's done romantic. I she was famous before that, yeah. 
No, those are what broke her out and made her huge. Those three movies, um, the first one especially. Um, so this kind of movie fits with those kind of with those movies. Because, but you know what? I kind of see it as like if she ke- if she keeps doing this stuff, she's going to become like the Steven Seagal <laughs> woman version. Nice. Do you get what I mean, though? Like, low rent... I don't know what those are, so I don't know for sure. No, I'm talking about Steven Seagal movies. I know, but I don't know what the ones you're talking about are, so I don't know what you mean. Underworld, I don't know what that is. That's the only movie she, Kate Beckers does, but it's about vampires. Underworld. Yeah, I've never seen it. Well, she was in three of them. They're not low rent at all. They're high-budget, you know, action. She's a badass who wears a real tight suit and kicks ass, right? Right. They were really successful, and hugely successful on home video. Um... You know, and that's where she became famous. So what I am saying is this movie fits in with those. And, you know, if she keeps doing this kind of low-budget thriller action movie or whatever it is, she'll become like a Steven Seagal. Like, there's a lot of room to end up like that, you know? Right. I'd never heard of the Underworld thing, so why do I know who she is? She's been in romantic comedies also. She's right. been in... Uh, she was uh, in Click. She was Adam Sandler's wife in Click. With right. the remote control. You know, you've seen her in stuff. Was she the Pearl Harbor girl? Yes. She was in Pearl Harbor, yes. She was the girlfriend. Woman. Woman. Yes, she was, yeah. The nurse. Right. She was in... Yeah, she's been in lots of things. Well, okay. That's why you know her. Okay, and okay. she's also in that new um, Robert De Niro one that we were talking about. Everybody's right, fun. right, yeah. She's in there too. Um, so you know her from other things apart from Underworld, but that's what she's famous for. Um, but... In this, it could have been anybody. You could interchange it. It didn't even have to be a woman, in my opinion. But there again, the, the graphic novel, it was a woman. Right, exactly. But there again, and the other thing is, the guy who wrote the graphic novel, the graphic novel girl's, like, quite unattractive, which is interesting. Like a... No, she was just plain. No, she had, like, kind of a... Like a bug-eyed face, in my opinion. She didn't look... And he even admitted... She, she didn't did, look glamorous. He said she's not unattractive. Yeah, I know. Not glamorous. I, I know what she said. Well, what I'm saying is... That why not get a why not get a less attractive you know why because he said oh this is cool because like we got we got her and she's really hot so it's like my character but really hot well why not have it like your character instead because it's a product it is a product but <laughs> I, it's I'm, a product we want to sell is, we want to sell to everybody we want everybody to come see it so we need a big name and we need a hot sexy yeah, but there's, chick there's, it doesn't have to be a hot sexy chick that's what I'm getting at it could have been exactly what his comic book character was there's plenty of actresses who are not like I mean because this lady is like they super sex her up like she's in this movie I mean for somebody who's wearing like arctic clothing and stuff I I guess they were like well she's in arctic clothing all the time well she has to have a sexy hairstyle or Mm. she has you know, we have to get her naked at one point. And for absolutely no reason. Absolutely no reason Not that whatsoever. I was complaining about that, but, but I'm saying... Oh, it's that, fucking ridiculous, man. To do that in the fit. first ten seconds of the movie, it's all... To me, as soon as that started, I, I mean, was like, the, right, we are on a track of a bunch of people putting together a movie that'll be hot. It'll be, it'll sell, this'll sell, this'll sell. Yeah. And it, that bugged me the whole time. And, you know, it's not the first movie you've seen where they get the... No, no, no. You know. But I, it was not even close. It wasn't even like, it, we're going to revisit this. There'll be a sex scene later. There'll be anything to do And then with I was it. thinking it back. It was just to get I, you hooked. I was thinking at the beginning, right? Because it's like a long tracking shot of a walking through the compound, down all the corridors, into a room, and then she gets naked and has a shower, right? I was thinking, so... Is the idea here that it's freezing and everything, but 
it's cozy and safe here. But I don't even think it was as clever as that. It was just like, like let's get a cut off. And- oh, I'm sure somebody pretentious fucker in the meeting said, let's have her peel off all the clothing after she's gone from doing her duty to being alone in her room. So where she's, she's just stripped lady. down bare to who she really is. All that crap that in a movie that has more content... I can buy into that kind of stuff. You know, that's character development, blah, blah, blah. But in this, there was nothing to it. Plus, all the characters are, like, absolutely one-dimensional. There's no... There's no back on them, backstory on them. Um, hardly. Anything. Like, um... I don't know if it's... Well, I don't know if graphic graphic novels... Also, you could argue are one-dimensional, right? Because they're flat on a page. Yeah, but, but I think they're a little more... Some are. Maybe this one... I the, From the beginning, I just felt like... I didn't even know it was a graphic novel. And I felt like the story is... It's like somebody sat down and said, what are all of these interesting, in air quotes, as I hate to say, but it's what I'm doing, uh, interesting elements and put them together and, and, and sell it. It'll sell. It'll be different than anything anybody's ever seen. It'll be new. It'll be something fresh and different. And no, I, I can't. The, the, not, the graphic novel maybe was a groundbreaking graphic novel. Um, because The art looked really I, cool. I went and looked it up and um, just now on Amazon and it has a lot of good reviews, right, amongst graphic people who buy graphic novels. Um, yeah, the art yeah, and the art really looks awesome. really good, yeah. It, do, it really does. It's like this real clean look. Um, it's hard to describe, but it's Black detailed. And white, really. Very detailed, yeah. Um, but, you know, that might stand out, but the movie definitely doesn't. I mean, it, I, I don't know, even know if the story translated 100%. You know, you'd have to read it. But um, I wasn't a huge fan, I must say. I mean, I didn't... It wasn't like, oh, I wish I had that time back of my life but I wouldn't I, there are a few people I would definitely recommend it to because there are people who would really dig it because it's just that very superficial oh crap oh shit oh look at that oh my god kind of movie you know what I mean I don't even think I, I'm trying to think like the, who the audience is for it 100% because it's actually quite a slow it's not hundred. it's not like a Mm. Sock 'em, pop 'em, con air kind of movie. It's like a. It's actually quite slow in parts, and like. You know, it's almost like. Because it's a murder mystery kind of thing, there's a lot of downtime in the middle of it. Hmm, I disagree. I guess I didn't. So I didn't, I didn't feel like. I, I felt there was a big long stretch in the middle where it was more exposition, like everybody telling you stuff and no getting to the action. Like. And the. The action when it does come is unfulfilling. That's the problem as well because it does come. There is some action, but not. It's not really. Um, you know, I can smell. It smells like old ladies' uh, underpants in here. Nice. Right That's your dinner cooking. Yeah, really. You always have a lovely positive thing to say about when I'm cooking. No, it does. It stinks awful. <laughs> it smells smell? lovely. It's basil and sweet potatoes. No, it smells like uh, old cabbage to me right now. No, no cabbage. But anyway, that's nothing to do with the movie. So uh, let's move on to the cast of the movie. That answers a question later when you say what's for dinner. I'm going to say old lady underpants. Yeah, that's what it smells Get like. your own. So uh, Kate Beckinsale is uh, Carrie... What is it? Stetco. Um, and yeah, she's... Yeah, I, I... I was trying to think afterwards who would have been better for that role. But it didn't really matter. Um, I, I kind of like the lady who played Lara Croft. In the, um, she was like Idos's Lara Croft. Oh, right. 
I kind of like. Yeah, but you're still wanting to glamour up. I thought you wanted somebody who wasn't quote unquote as attractive. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a bug eyed ugly. How do you advertise for an actress who's not very attractive? A bug eyed ugly actress who looks oh like god. a graphic novel. Oh my god! Is there any? Yeah, Possibly. there's loads of it. Possibly, there's, there's got to be. But there again, in most movies, you're not going to be able to sell that movie. You can't with be- an unknown person. Because it's not. Don't have good to be unknown. There must be some ugly known actresses too. Oh I mean, not ugly. I mean, not. <laughs> I know what you not mean. Not super glamorous. I know not what you're supermodels. saying. Like yeah, she's yeah. like a supermodel. I'm, I'm, you know, she's. Yeah, yeah. She's like an Angelina Jolie, or a, they're a high. You reckon? Yeah, I she's think like she's really super plain. attractive. No, like just normal. No, she's absolutely super attractive. Her body is like incredible. Like this girl, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, I saw her. I saw her. Her body's naked. amazing. Like she's like. She's like a. She's absolutely like a. I guess I watched enough America's Next Top Model. Her body looks just like every other skinny woman to me. Yeah, but she's. A, what I'm saying is, she's super high. Like, she's not homely in any way. She's not like a. No, but I don't find her that glamorous. Oh, I absolutely do, and I guess you know I should uh, have this final say in that because I'm Why? a dude. I'm a dude. I don't we think know. that gives you the final say. Oh my god, I'm a woman, so I should know. No. Yeah. Why? Because you're only basing it purely on what? Some kind of stimulation? Just uh, what I see. Right. Right? So what I'm saying is, I'm trying to think of girls who are less... Her. She'd be good. I don't even know who she is, but she's... she's... That's Heather, Heather Graham, right? No, that's not Heather Graham. But she's super attractive also. Um... She's got boogie eyes in that poster. It's the Planet Terror poster. Yeah, the... but this, you know, I'm I'm thinking of somebody actually... Unattractive is what I'm saying. To take away from the... Yeah. Like, because the guy even said in the comic that girls are unattractive. He didn't. He but said she's, she's very right. attractive in her ways. Like, it's right. not about what she looks like. Right. That's what I'm getting at. So you could have used somebody like that. There's got to be somebody. And and, and it's really funny because thinking of Hollywood movies, I can't think of it. And people are going to say, well, but in this movie she didn't have any makeup on and her hair was pretty straight. No, yeah, uh, that's kind of like yeah, putting glasses on it. She was absolutely her. perfect the entire time. And it's kind of funny, like, because her hair is like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's fake hair or it's just really well done hair. Like, su- like it is her hair, but they super um, put hard. loads of hairspray on it, make it perfect. Don't it have looks, it moving. It looks like a wig to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, then when we seen her in the extras, she's you know she's got her hair's a lot longer. Than yeah. That. So yeah, all right then. So it's a wig, and then there's parts even when she's been out in the yeah. snow and everything <laughs> where it just looks perfect. And always. when and and free, I mean nothing that's thing that really bothered me. You could probably ask anybody who's actually been to and lived in the Antarctic. There aren't going to be many, but you don't go outside without your face covered. No, no. And like and that one, one guy in the movie had it sussed, but that, he was the only one. Yeah. Because he needed to be covered so yeah, he didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the only guy who had it so stuff. And any and yeah, and there was a lot of like when people came straight in from uh from the outdoors. Like I know, and it's freezing air at the moment. I only go outside to the mailbox and come in. Your face feels like <sighs> like that. Well nobody had any of that reaction. They were just yeah. kind of like, Oh, we're alright now. Kind of shake off the fake Got a little snow. bit of fake snow on <laughs> We don't sound very fond of this movie. So uh, we've got Tom Skerritt as uh, Dr. John Fury. I really like Tom Skerritt. Um, he's from some movie that I really loved back in the... Alien? 80, yeah, it's not, it's not... It's some real cheesy B-movie that I used to really love on home video. Well, right. Might have been like 
it's about Hell's Angels or something. I can't even remember <laughs> its name. But I, that's the first time I encountered him. And I'm sure he's been in hundreds of movies because he's like a... Even though, I've not seen him, even though I've not seen him for a long time, I don't feel like I've seen him in movies recently. He's instantly... Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I think he plays the his part probably... Out of everybody in this movie, I think he's the most convincing person. And, he, and it's not great. It's not great, and I... But I think his face and you knowing him a bit brings something to it hit yes i agree extra that you wouldn't get yeah exactly you give him some credibility because of him being tom scarrett yeah whereas the character is just real super transparent well yeah but i think he did all right with it is what i'm saying because then there's some other people names i'm going to mention in a second that i think were really bad like (laughs) so uh then there's gabri Gabrielle Gabrielle Macht as Robert Price. Which one was that? Captain America. <laughs> the yeah. handsome UN United yeah. Nations. No, I think he was a terrible actor. Yeah. I'm, I'm, there was when he first appeared on the screen, and he started telling them who he was and stuff. The delivery of that, <laughs> I thought he was taking the piss. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was gonna like go. No, guys, I'm just messing with you. Because it was, like, really, like... I am so-and-so yeah. from the United Nations. <laughs> <It's really bad>. <laughs> <laughs> he got a bit better further but on. But the an- camera angle really <laughs> highlighted the his I, I honestly jawline. thought he was joking with them. You know, like, trying to put on this serious thing, and then when they all kind of reacted, I thought he was going to go, come on, guys, I'm just messing with you. I'm blah, blah, blah. Like, I really thought that was going to happen. When it didn't, I was like, wow, that's bad delivery. It was, and every scene was pretty stiff. I think he got a little bit better... But or, or maybe I just got used to him. <laughs> but then there. Uh, Not that he's bad. I've seen him in other things and he's fine. But I don't remember this, him. But in this, the it, delivery. If if he was supposed to deliver it like that, fair enough. But I, it was bad. Uh, and then there's a uh, Columba Short as Delphi. Delphi. He was my favorite character in the whole movie. Yeah, and I really like that guy. Pilot. He's been in some other stuff. In fact, something I've seen recently he was in. Um, I liked him. Yeah, he actually is natural and plays... And I, I think, think so. he was, apart from Tom Skerritt, like, like upstaging everybody. And as, he did a lot of scenes with Mr. I am the FBI. Yeah, like, yeah. And uh, I'm the UN. It was terrible. Um, but he was good. I liked Columbus. And then Alex O. Lohan as uh, Russell Hayden. Which one's that guy? Australian. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> like... Why are we doing this podcast for this movie? And you don't yeah. know these names. Do we, are we required? I mean, you know, most people probably don't know these names or, or faces. Yeah, even. no. And there's probably, you know... I'll be honest. I don't think these people are bad at all. I think the movie, the writing, I'm trying to think if you, if you transplanted them with people you really like, would it make it better? People you really like. Like, you can make your own movie out of this. So you can change these actors to your favorite actors. Would this movie be better? That's a uh, question. To me, yeah. I'm gonna say, if they're allowed to do a little bit of ad libbing, and if you, I don't know, because <laughs> the story like, is so. If flimsy. they're allowed to rewrite the script, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> if only. Um, I, I, I mean, you can make any movie, any story better, any movie better, right? I'm just saying, in this one, something about either the way the director had them do their part, I don't know what it was, but it was very. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, piece, like a movie making kit where you just shove shit together. Well, I can only say, like, it felt like a straight to video late night HBO movie. 
that nobody really cares about, but it's just on in the background. What's that one really bad one? Um... Oh, you already picked, you picked it as your... I think that one's really bad. What? The one you have for one of your recommendations. No, that's not. That's not. That's still versus Stallone. Oh, right. From the so what's from the, the one I'm thinking of? Oh, zero. Vertical limit. Vertical limit. Yeah. It's like that. It's yeah. got a great concept. And yet the story is so shallow and like it's supposed to be titillating. And I don't even know. So um, this is directed by Dominic Senna, who also directed Swordfish, which I hated. Like, we, hated. This is... Okay, the pieces are falling. And, uh, okay, and Swordfish had a topless scene for no reason whatsoever. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And it's very famous, that scene. Everybody I speak to goes, oh, if you know, when yeah. you mention Swordfish, they go, oh, yeah, Halle Berry got a And it was the same. It was so wooden and The movie was terrible. I gotta say, that was that was a bad movie. One of those movies where I watched it and I was like, oh, God, I don't want to ever see that again. So his sensibility for quality is based on something not good. But also, he directed Gone in 60 Seconds the new version which I actually quite liked so but when you think about it it was extremely shallow lots of really crap dialogue it was but something was good about it you like cars and you like Antonio Jolie and, like and you Cage. like Nicolas Cage yeah. so there I'm might answer your question put the right people in there no matter how crap the rest of it is mm. and come on gone in 60 seconds crap it's story. rewatchable for me oh Robert Duval. It's I mean it's rewatchable. I can watch that now yeah but now when I think about it man you could turn the volume down and watch it and it might be better well it is a Brokenheimer thing what gone in 60 seconds what's that got to do with the bad dialogue oh that's well, what I'm I, I, thought, I thought you just meant like that kind of movie that you don't really need to listen to that's them. true that's true like Con Air you don't need to you know it's <laughs> no. about it's about the ride isn't it it's a very shallow weird not that a lot of movies aren't, but somehow it just falls apart a little bit. The bad CGI, the wooden dialogue, ah, the payoff for me, not really. No, and it, um, so uh, let's go on to the extras. Oh, first off, um, this is one of... disappeared over there. First off, this is one of my favorite um, covers of a movie, and the... It, the Doesn't actual, live up to it. I really love this cover. I would have it as a poster. I, I just think it's really cool. Like, um, And it's just a close-up picture of uh, Kate Beckinsale um, kind of graphic noveled up a little bit. Well, now that you know it was a graphic novel, you didn't know that before. <laughs> I, I kept saying to you, I don't know what they've kind of done to it, but yeah, they've just made it look... I don't know. It just looks cool. I like this cover. It strikes me. I would actually be interested in this just from the cover. You know, if I was in the video shop and saw that, I would think that was pretty cool. I guess that's the intention, right? So, um, unfortunately, what's inside doesn't match. <laughs> the payload doesn't match the uh, the sticker. So, um, not many extras e- either here. Mm. It's quite bare bones. Um, there's the coldest thriller ever, which is like a, you know, 15 minute on the set, would you say? On the set yeah, kind of yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, It's pretty good it as, far as, the, as, far, as far as these go. There's a lot of Kate Beckinsale. Uh, one thing I have to say about Kate Beckinsale... She hides a British accent well mm-hmm. in the movie. You she wouldn't, does? You wouldn't even know, would you? No, I mean, no. if you didn't know, you No, wouldn't. absolutely not. Um, and then you've got uh, White Out from Page to Screen, which is another documentary in the... Si- it's obviously made by the same people. Similar style, similar length, but it's about how the graphic novel got made into the movie. And it has interviews with the guy who wrote the graphic novel and the guy who drew the graphic novel. I like you say I prefer the guy who drew it. Yeah, to the guy definitely. Who wrote it. He but was, I like artists, people. And uh, it showed you 
that they got to be on the set and, you know. I just get the feeling that graphic novel guy, and this could be completely wrong, I could be 100% wrong, but it was like he was desperate to find that one thing and put together that one product that was going to get him a name and get him famous and move him forward in, in Hollywood or whatever, and it just really bugged me. And it could be complete, I could be so wrong, but everything he said just seemed really packaged and fake to me. I had a problem with that. <laughs> it didn't make me like... Sometimes when I watch an extra, after I've seen a movie that I'm not a big fan of, I like it more because I think, okay, they did make an effort. I, You know, they really did try, and they made an effort on this one. They went to the actual Yeah, no shit. Sure. They made an effort. Yeah, That's really. Sure. Yeah. It, but it was still all just a little bit too much eye on the prize for me. And then we've got additional scenes, which amounts to two scenes. One kind of being kind of humorous. Actually, one of them is like... She's like the, yeah. What do you call her? The, she's all, well, the police person there yeah, yeah. in the yeah. in this base, and she, one of the scientists is growing some pot, and she has a bit of a in, interview right. with him. It's kind of funny and light. A bit, it would have lightened the mood if it was in the movie because there is no light areas. I really. thought it was super crap. It was crap because of the guy, <laughs> and then you, and then in the background was the uh, guy we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one wasn't that interesting at all. There were additional scenes. It was so interesting, I've forgotten it already. <laughs> and then there's a digital copy uh, of the movie on a second disc that you can stick on your Mac or your uh, iPhone or iPod, uh, which is pretty standard nowadays. So yeah, there's not even a commentary. Um, I wasn't too heartbroken that there wasn't a lot of I don't of hold actions. out for a special edition either. I think that's probably what you're going to get, right? So um, mm-hmm. there's no point in holding it. If you want to buy this movie, that's the <laughs> um, So... In conclusion, from me, I I, don't, I didn't like it. I, I I'll say like that. It. I love anything to do with being in the cold. I think it's a very, very intriguing environment. There's more better. Your, one of your recommendations tops this one by about a bazillion oh, yeah, percent, yeah. and it's not even that good to. Be, it's not even that really good. Oh but no, it's amazing. You, no, you know what I mean, though. It's not like it's yeah. older and whatever, but it's just all those different things just make it not come together well. And I don't, I didn't love it. No, no, not me either. But um, I do know people who would like it. I really so. like her, and I like Tom Skerritt. I liked the idea. I just didn't think it was pulled together properly it wasn't very entertaining it wasn't memorable oh you know what I'll remember it because I didn't like it very much it wasn't very satisfying I didn't hate it let me say that I mean it's not a hate thing I was always looking forward to the next uh like anything to do with the cold I kept wanting to see more there wasn't enough of that though was there (laughs) well there was but it wasn't like what I wanted I wanted more science I wanted more studying. Can I also I say the, the like scene that. where they went down the hole in the ice when I turned to you. <laughs> yeah. So let, let me just explain this. There's a hole that Kate Beckinsale falls down. Okay. So she falls down a hole and there's two other guys with her. And they look down the hole and say, hold, stay there, we'll get you. We'll get a rope. Yeah. We've got a rope. <laughs> We've got a rope. And then they both jump down. They both jump down the hole and then they're all trapped in the hole. <laughs> And they have to come up with some elaborate A-team scheme to get out of the hole. So I said to you, why the hell did all three of them go down the hole? One of you stays up above with the rope. Idiots. So, you know, there there is some... I was scratching my head. I was like... What? And you you said, what was your reasoning behind why all three... Uh, 
Because <laughs> one of them thought she was injured, yeah. and the other one is charming and funny and needs to talk to her. So you put yourself in complete danger. <laughs> like, you're going to be trapped under the ice Plus, forever. they're concerned she's injured, and yet she's telling them the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> and then they have to go through this elaborate scheme to get out of this hole. Elaborate. That doesn't then, involve the rope. Yeah, and then it's just a... Like, nothing. It's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. And I, I was scratching my head, literally. I was like, what... Is there some reason all three of them have to... And all three of them didn't even have to be down there, nope. apart from the fact that they could escape. Correct. Like, if one of them was, if one of them was still up above, and it'd be a boring scene watching them be winched up on a rope. I don't know. <laughs> it was pretty boring the way they did it. Was it was strange. It was really strange. It was. So, um... That's funny. Yeah, thanks to uh, Warner Brothers for... Well, or not, or not thanks to them. <laughs> well, no, I mean... No, I'm This is a movie, right? That you and I don't necessarily appreciate. If it came up on cable and it was on and you watched it... I would it, totally like, watch it on cable right, and not exactly. feel bad about it. And I know there are people who will enjoy it because they don't give a shit about anything beyond a little bit of action, a little bit of tit, a little bit... Of, you don't you get, get any tit very, in <laughs> I shouldn't say Just that. Back to the that camera. might discourage people. You get a nice, yeah, a nice butt shot. Um, um, and it's got, you know, it's got all the... Ele- it's got, it is a recipe for an action movie. That is all I can say. It's got this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient, this ingredient. They smash it all together and make a movie. All right. So, uh, contests, you can go to the site and win some stuff. You can win the movie Triangle this week. Just go to ascully.com and click on the picture and you can go and win it. Next week's uh, review will be New York I Love You on Blu-ray, which is a compilation of... uh, I've told you about that, that this week. Mm-hmm. It's like 11 directors all doing little shorts and it's all banged together. It's like a... Well, it's perfect for Valentine's Day, isn't it? New York, hey, these people know what they're doing, don't they? Because yes. they'll be around Valentine's Day then. Are you just, are you just figuring that out, I honey? Am. <laughs> I guess if we look back, there's always been a love love movie at Valentine's there's Day. There's always timing. They so, know um, what they're doing. Movie recommendations for this week. I want to recommend my ultimate um, Stuck in the Ice Alone in the Antarctic movie which is John Carpenter's The Thing which is an amazing movie to this day and it's out on Blu-ray disc oh awesome um, and it's just an amazing movie it's, it's it's a movie that I was terrified of when I was younger I watched it it's really gory like even now when you rewatch it it's gory I haven't seen it for a long time yeah so. it's super gory it's um, Kurt Russell and it's trapped in the ice. And the thing. And the thing, yeah. It's really, really, really good. It um, is. High quality as well, you know. I mean, it's just, it, it. you know, I don't know how old it is. Probably 30 years, right? And it still holds up now. And my second one is uh, Sylvester Stallone in Cliffhanger, which is another movie I have real fond memories of. I'm, sure, it, I'm sure it's not that good, to right. be honest. But I loved it back in the 80s when it came out. I think it was early 90s, but it might have been 80s. I think it was um, 90s. But I loved it. It had really good action. Story wasn't as transparent as this one. <laughs> and, you know, it was perilous. Perilous? Yeah, so I would recommend Cliffhanger. And Cliffhanger just came out on Blu-ray disc also. Wouldn't perilous mean no peril? Mm, perilous, like a perilous journey. Right. No, I actually think it means... Because if you're in peril... You're in peril, but if you're perilous... You think you would think, but it doesn't. (laughs) And my recommendations are 
I was thinking of something that things that make make you actually make my mind think I am isolated. This is an isolated, far away from everything kind of a scenario. And 2001 A Space Odyssey came to mind immediately. Obviously not even close to the same kind of thing at all. But that feeling that a, a story on a screen can take, can make you feel like this is the entire world of these people in this circumstance. I guess, and they that. felt really isolated. It felt like they were there was jeopardy at, at any moment because they are on their own, basically, in space. That's a space. The original alien also felt really, yeah, yeah. really yeah. Um, I didn't want to recommend it because that's Tom Skerritt and seemed But it's obvious. totally the original alien is totally yeah, yeah. Uh, claustrophobic and alone. Because there's just these, sev- you know, seven Yeah, and people. it's done in a way where you don't just feel like you're stuffed in a spaceship where right outside the door could be millions of other people. You actually feel alone. Yeah, just alone. isolate. Um, so 2001 and The Abyss, which will go the opposite direction. We'll go to outer space and under the water. Because it's not a fantastic movie or anything, but I definitely remember feeling... Even though they're at, like, the bottom of the ocean, which isn't, you know, out in outer space or anything, there's still... Any one thing can go wrong and that's it. You have no... There is no rescue. There is no saving you. That's it. So, I like that one, too. Abyss in 2001. Yeah, The Abyss. James Cameron. Avatar. The Abyss. One of his earlier movies. A lot mm-hmm. of people probably seen Avatar recently and maybe have not seen The Abyss, so it is really one And there's some CGI out. in there that was ahead of there its really time. There really is, yeah. Totally water ahead of it. Comes. I think every James Cameron movie, if you think. When you think about that, yeah, for sure. The water, had the water comes in and oh, yeah, it's totally. like alive and then it mimics her face. and Everything that he's done was ahead of its time in some way, if you think back. Mm. Always. So that's just what he does, isn't it? Um, so games and A-Scully stuff, I've been playing Mass Effect 2 this week, which I'm about halfway through now. You saw me playing some Mass Effect 2. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing game. Do you think? Do you agree? Yes, I think you asked me this last week, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think I played it last week. What game was it last week I was talking about then? Don't know. It wouldn't be real there, though, because that this, that's this one. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, Mass Effect 2 is a sequel to Mass Effect. It's better in every respect, I would say. Um, the story's, like, really complicated. You, there's some interesting things where you have to choose... See, this is what's really cool about the Mass Effect trilogy... Your choices make the game story how it is, right? So the way you play it could be different to my game. Right. And we're talking about the trilogy. When the third one comes out, it will also continue. Because it takes your save game from the other game, analyzes everything you did, and then puts you into a world... So So say three of your crew died in the first game. Then in the second game, they do not exist. But say you didn't kill the three of the crew or they didn't die in your Mass Effect 2 they're all there and they've got their own stories and worlds and stuff to visit so did you import your other one? yeah I did and I can imagine imagine how complicated that is I was thinking Mm. on a programmer's level when they're making the making it like that if you know one person dies how complicated that is from a series of what other people say because they have to say that he was dead he died remember when he died in such a thing or, yeah it's complicated imagine how many lines of script you know, and this whole game is voiced like every single there's no do you know the old school RPGs where there's just subtitles yeah, on the screen huh, yeah. there's none of that everybody speaks like so it's it's pretty epic and like this is a two disc game and I've 
I'm not even on the second That's probably disc. probably why. Think of all those voice files on there. And you can either be a male or a female, and they've had to do the voice files in the male and the female. Two voice actors, basically. So, it's cool. It's um, One thing I would say is dodgy about it is there's this mini-game where the resources in the game that you have to get to upgrade your weapons, you don't get them in... Like in most games, you'd get them from fighting some enemies and picking them up off the floor. Well, none of that exists in this game. There's this like crappy little mini-game where you've got your spaceship, which is the Normandy, and then you've got this like galaxy map, which is just a crappy map with like planets on it. And you just run your mouse cursor joystick over one of the planets... And then you keep running it over it until your controller rumbles. And then when it rumbles, you press Y. And then it's like a jack, like a, it's almost like a fruit machine, like a what right. do you call that? A slot machine. Like you press your button, you wait, and it tells you whether you got something. And then you do it again. Right. So if you want enough resources to upgrade all the weapons, you have to literally sit and do that for hours. Hours. Yeah, you would. I mean, I did it for like twenty minutes and had hardly anything. I could do one thing. If you wanted to get everything, upgrade all your armor, the whole thing, you would have to sit on that map and just scan over different... I think Shipwreck mentioned that on the CAGcast, that that was his least favorite it's thing hot, about it's, it. I didn't hear that, but it's awful. The um, You didn't listen to it or you didn't hear didn't it? didn't listen to it. Oh, right. But it's, uh, it's just... Considering the quality of the rest of the game... Now, that's alright for a little mini-game, in my opinion, but to make it... Like, it's something that's actually essential to sure. pr- to progressing. So, if it was just something optional, it'd be fine, but to actually oh, make it... Oh, it made it sound like, what, like you didn't have to do it because you well, didn't you, have to Well, you, you can just have crappy weapons. Right, right. But who wants that? You want the best weapons, right. don't you? So, like, I would have preferred it that when you killed enemies, they dropped the money or the resources in this thing. You know, uranium. But that's like every other game, right? It is, but this way is just... It's just not interesting. Like, I would rather... If you collect it during the, the gameplay, it's better. Because then you don't have to go off and do some random crap. For You know, you know when we talk about like games um, extending themselves artificially. Well, yeah. if you spend two hours in this map running your cursor over a planet waiting for a rumble to come on your controller, it's kind of boring, right? It's not really a game. I don't it's know, not... I'd have to do it, but it doesn't sound interesting. Well, that's all it is. Is There's a planet, like the, like it's the full screen, Jupiter, for instance. The full screen. You've got a little cursor, it's tiny. You run it, left, right, you left. You scan the planet. Scan, right. scan, scan, scan. And then eventually your controller will rumble. When it rumbles, it says press Y to send a probe. You press Y, a probe goes, boo! And then it says whether you got something or you didn't. And that's it. Right. That's, that's the entire... So... There's thousands of planets in the. You can do it on all right. of them. You can do it on all of them. If can you, you want just to. sit on one day and do them all, or do you have to travel around to get? You have to, to travel them? around, so you have to also refuel and spend your money on fuel to get to another one. You know, right. it's, it's like a, it's a mini game that's boring. Um, but that's the only thing I have a problem with. The story's really good so far. The second game I've been playing is on the Wii. Now, this week, uh, No More Heroes Two: Desperate Struggle came out. Which is a game by Suda51, which is like this weird Japanese developer. He did Killer7 on the PS2, which you might not remember, but it was one of the weirdest games ever. Anyway, No More Heroes 2 came out, but I'd never played No More Heroes 1. But I knew that it was supposed to be fun. 
So <laughs> I picked up No More Heroes 1 and played that instead. I've not played Are 2. Are you saying Normal Heroes? No More Heroes. Okay. So <laughs> this is a game, and listen to this if you think... This is bananas, right? So you're a guy called Travis Touchdown. He lives in a city, um, and it's like an American city, and it's got some weird name, like something damage or something. I can't remember now. Can I guess what it is about? What? Is there American football and fairies and ogres and stuff like that? No. Oh. So, <laughs> American football and fairies. Close. But anyway, so, you're this guy called Travis Touchdown, lives in this city. He, on the internet, on eBay, <laughs> orders a lightsaber. Right. And the lightsaber turns up. So, Travis Touchdown now has a lightsaber, which is his weapon in the game. And it is a lightsaber. He calls it something else, but it's a lightsaber. Um, I think that was just for... Legal reasons. Yeah, legal yeah, issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he's got a lightsaber, and then he... There's this assassins battle. It's very Kill Bill-ish. There's like a, assassins in the city, and there's a leaderboards of assassins. There's ten of them. They're like these... The world's greatest assassins. They're all like ninjas and like samurai masters and all this kind of stuff. And there's this underground kind of... It's, it's not even a tournament, but Travis wants to be the number one assassin. And the reason he wants to be the number one assassin is this girl he's met will screw him if he gets to the top. That's the whole reason. He keeps saying stuff to her that's really weird. Anyway, you have to fight... You have to fight the ten people to get to the number one slot with your lightsaber, right? So each battle from nine to, to up to the number one is a different kind of dude who you've got to go and find and then fight. Now, they're all very interesting. Like, uh, right. In fact, it'd be, it'd be a spoiler to say what each one is, but suffice to say, it's the weirdest shit you've ever seen. It's, like, really weird. Like Valdo kind of weird? Yeah. Valdo from... Uh... Weirder than that. I mean, it's it's weird. Like they've got their own little stories. They all they're all voiced. Right, right. There's little cutscenes when you meet them. But anyway, to meet them, the game is an open world city like Grand Theft Auto. So you start off in your motel. You live in a motel, and this Travis Touchdown's addicted to porn. Also, that's another subplot. Keeps getting like messages on his answer. Just keeps getting better. Keeps getting messages on his answering machine like. Hi, this is a something something video. You've uh, not brought back the tape. The title is Nuns Fisting with like that, you know. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like really funny all the time like because it's so bizarre and it's right. Japanese. Um but there's this open world city and you have to do jobs in the city to each to fight each guy. You have to pay an entrance fee. Now, you don't have much money, so you have to go and do these jobs in the city. Everything from coconut collector <laughs> where you're shaking trees and giving coconuts to this guy in a time limit to like it's really bizarre to like uh, what else was the sweeping the road it's just really weird there's like all these mundane what does look like like cell shaded okay you know what I mean like mm-hmm. a really bloody like cause this guy it's not like Star Wars where they right, right. use a lightsaber and you just fall in half no, this is like the it exploding the wound. pools of blood, like Kill Bill, blood squirting out, arms falling off, the whole thing when he fights people. So, and the, 
lightsaber he bought off the internet is powered by batteries, similar to my lightsaber downstairs, actually. <laughs> now, to recharge the lightsaber, you have to hold one on the Wiimote, and then, as the game says, jerk the Wiimote like your cock. Like this. <laughs> Why are we talking about this game for so long? Because it's a fantastic game. It's like... <laughs> I'm, what I'm saying is... Oh my god, you're so game, funny. Games on the Wii, right? You are so funny. Games on the Wii are nothing like this game, right? And this game, in my opinion, there should be more of. And thank god this Does is... Does that make it fantastic or is it actually a good game? It's actually a really good game. It's absolutely fun to play. And they use the Wii remote... Um, they use the motion controls, but not like... Ridic- you know, normally if there's a game where you slash a sword... You'll be yeah, with yeah. the Wii remote, right? I'm, I'm pantomiming, yeah. slashing the. Well, this game it, it doesn't work like that. You press the A button on the Wii remote, but so like, say there's a guy here. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna kill. You press the A button. If you hold the Wii remote, ver- like pointing upwards, you do high slashes, and if you hold it this way, you do low slashes. But you press the button Horizontal to slash. Right, right. Yeah, you press the button to slash. So it's not like fatiguing like you'd be sat there like like a conductor the entire time so but when you come to do a finishing move arrows come on the screen and say there's an arrow on this side pointing up and an arrow on the other side pointing down you have to like swipe your nunchuck down and you oh right so and they're always different it might be do a circle with with them but it's not all the time it's just for the finishing moves so when you're finishing off a boss so the combat's actually really satisfying plus you know there's blood flying everywhere there's you collect. Also, this Travis Touchdown guy used to be a professional wrestler. Of course. This is told. This is told to you a bit further on in the game, and as he just before he gets to go and kill one of these bosses, he learns he he's had some kind of amnesia attack, and he starts to remember his moves. So for each, when you get to the fir- first one, you'll have ten wrestler moves. Right. So he not only has lightsaber, he has wrestler moves. So. It's just bizarre. And and the second game, No More Heroes Desperate Struggle, which when I finish this I will play that one, supposedly is more bananas. Like, from what I could tell on the trailer, he turns into a giant robot at some point. So, you know, the Japanese are unique. This game, if Kill Bill was a video game mixed with, who knows, like Star Wars... Obviously this guy, Suda51, who made this game, likes Star Wars, right. likes samurai movies... Likes masturbating, <laughs> likes porn, likes. There's even a little simulation when you're inside your house, where you can feed. Your, you've got a cat called Jean. You can look after her. You can feed her. You can exercise her. You can feed her until she's really fat if you want, or you can starve her, or you can play with her. So there's that, which is like a Sims kind of thing built in. There's all kinds of. <laughs> And it's not the kind of game to be on the Wii. What's the name of it again? Normal Hero? No More Heroes. <laughs> no More Heroes. Yeah. Very good. Just like, you know, the song, No More Heroes Anymore. The Clash. Is that mm. The Clash? Don't know. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, No More Heroes. It's, um, I don't know, like, games on the Wii. Uh, but can't you honestly say there are a lot of people you know who wouldn't like it? You have to have a certain sensibility. It's I like really bit. I I really like different stuff, and that's why I'm interested. I'm excited about Heavy Rain, which is coming mm. in a few weeks. Just like experimental, or just so bananas you don't even know what the hell it is. Yeah, yeah. 
I like that kind of thing. I, I just, you know, people think differently, don't they? So why does everything have to be, you yeah. know? Yeah, why what? is it that every that you only collect your stuff when you shoot the guy and you go over and pick up his money? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in that opinion, in that, <laughs> in that, in that, um... Scenario though that doesn't work. It's like boring. Yeah, yeah. Whereas no more heroes, everything's fun. Like everything I've done so far, even the stupid picking up coconut mini game, <laughs> it's done in this funny way. You know, the animation's funny. There's this weird music. Also, the other thing about no more heroes is it's got this eight bit. All the um, like hood and the like you've won the level and the game over and all that kind of screens. They're all done in this eight bit kind mm. of way where it's all. You know what I mean? Yep, like a yep. Space Invaders cabinet, kind of. Yep. And they've all got this 8-bit music as well, which... Make, yeah, which also makes this thing more charming in some way. I don't know. And this this guy, he's got some imagination. I don't even... You know, but don't give it to your kids, because the yeah. Travis Touchdown guy swears, like, all the time. In fact, his catchphrase is, you fuckheads. I think with porno and jacking off, that pretty much... The jacking off's things. hilarious, though, because the first time you do the tutorial and it's like, you got to uh, gotta charge up the lightsaber when it's out of batteries, and you're like, okay. And then you press the one button, and, and it doesn't work unless you do it like you're jacking... I mean, it doesn't work if you try and do it... I, I wouldn't know. I know you're describing it. You I mean, it looks, that I it looks know, ridiculous. I so if you're watching <laughs> me play the game in the, uh, uh, and you stood behind me, and I'm like, you know, like... <laughs> yes, that's very common for me to walk you, up behind you and you're doing What I'm saying is you've got to do it really hard as well. Like, And, and it doesn't work any other way. Like, he, he made it. He obviously thought and he said, this will be hilarious to make people do that. Right, right. You know? So, it's just funny. It's like the whole thing's a joke, but it's fun to play. So, um, that's No More Heroes. We watched a movie this week, a British movie that's been doing the rounds called Fish Tank. I want to recommend this movie to anybody. Um... I Not think anybody, but it's awesome. Anybody movie. who likes movies. Likes good movies. Yeah, good movies. It's a British movie. And it's absolutely like... Uh, I think I said to you when we watched it. It's about um, a girl. It's like a... Teenage girl in yeah. the city. Like a city troubled urban girl who's not being raised by a very good mother and just living in a shithole. And it's very realistic and that's what I said. The whole thing feels like you're just watching this girl. It doesn't feel like a movie. It's got yeah. real... It's actually got one thing that really struck me watching the movie. The cinematography even though it's real simplistic and it is filmed in like a 4 by 3 like a, that's one thing we mentioned. That's one thing the director said. But the actual cinematography is beautiful. Like There's, there's like scenes with the way they did the lighting or the just real close-ups and like it's almost like the wrestler where it kind of follows yeah. somebody like just intently for a long time before anything happens. It's, I just really liked its style, and there was one scene where it was taking place kind of at dusk inside the they live in tower blocks, like real scrubby tower blocks in the in London, and there's one scene where. Like the the sun's coming through the window, and you'll know the scene with the couch and the TV mm-hmm. and the yeah. Well, the light coming through the window—it's just beautiful looking. I, I, there was a lot of that in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Which um, kind of raw—the kind of movie where you wouldn't think it would look beautiful because it's not supposed to, but then it does in in parts, which I appreciated. So um, it's called Fish Tank. Fish Tank, very good. You can get it on DVD in the UK at the moment. 
we watched an import DVD from the UK, but you can't get a USA DVD uh, right now. But you can buy it from Amazon.co.uk and have it shipped here. Um, I highly recommend it if, you know, and most people aren't probably going to see it because it's one of those like... It's not going to be at the theater ever or anything. It's called Fish Tank. um, Another thing that happened this week is uh, Miramax closed down. Um, Disney finally put an end to Miramax, which is kind of sad in my opinion. Because they have no money. Well, it's, I think it's more complicated than that. Yeah. And we don't know, you know, it's not. But Miramax are no more. Um, they're responsible for some of the greatest films, in my opinion, like Pulp Fiction. Kevin Smith wouldn't have existed Correct. without them. Um, well, anything Was Tarantino did. Yeah, all of Tarantino's stuff. Um, no Country There's a for lot. Old Men. There's a lot of good movies from Miramax. Yeah, Doubt. You know, lots, so much stuff over over all these years. Um, well, they don't exist anymore um, because of politics and corporate bullshit. Seems to be money and greed. Um, now, obviously, the Weinstein's the name Miramax was named after their mother, apparently. Mother and father, both yeah. Miriam and Max. Now they don't own the name anymore because they're the Weinstein Company. But what I read was they expressed an interest in getting it back. So basically, they started it. They sold out to Disney. Yeah. Later, Disney decides we this is falling apart. So the Weinstein's move on on their own, but leave Miramax to Disney, Mm -hmm. which probably meant they got a big chunk of fucking money, right? And now they're whining because they can't get it back when they should have taken it with them in the first place. But they probably sold out. Because Disney said, look, we're going to give you $700 bazillion if we can keep the name so we can make $50 bazillion more dollars. Did you know the thing that doesn't make sense to me, though, out of all of it? Forget the Weinsteins. The name Miramax is actually synonymous with quality and, and good movies, sure. in my opinion. I mean, I actually think of it like that. You know, there's some excellent movies that came from Miramax. Well, why doesn't Disney need it? Why yeah. can't they carry on making movies under it? Like, why does it have to... Because it holds a lot of weight, as far as yeah, it holds concerned. a lot of weight. Like so, it's not like Disney don't make other movies apart from Disney movies. Why can't they use it as an umbrella like they were doing? I don't. I mean, it's stuff we don't understand, obviously. Yeah, exactly. But um, it seems corporation. It seems crazy to let go of a name like like something as big as that, in my opinion. Just over what like, and then and you mean something like. Um, Moving your late night host to an earlier slot and giving another guy yeah, a shot, and then all of a sudden it doesn't work yeah. out exactly right for all the little fuckers in the offices to make all their cash and money, so they decide to just put a band aid on it all and then hope it goes away. See, and the other thing is, um, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling bitter today. The other thing about um, Miramax is, yeah, it, it means a lot film work. You know, there's a lot of directors who've come through Miramax and gone on, you know, like Quentin Tarantino, who they became huge. But it's, you know, it, it seems crazy to just let it go. Like, uh, like there's also six movies right now that are actually going in limbo because there's nowhere for them to go. Like, they are Miramax movies, but there is no Miramax, so these movies are just shelved, apparently. And there's some big movies in there with big stars in them that might never see the light of day or I don't know what happens with them uh, you know I don't really care about that to be honest because they're movies well I do because those happens. could be the best movies you've ever yeah, seen yeah but we won't know so we won't miss them but I well, mean I don't, I don't agree it's with more that because like, Inglorious Bastards could have been on that shelf yeah but you never would have known if you never saw it yeah but I mean and to me if a film's <laughs> made don't and it, shelving a film's crazy like it's crazy yeah, but you only know I mean what do you mean they're shelved like they're completely done and post-produced and now they're just they were finished. they're all finished they're just, they were ready to 
they would have been the next Miramax releases. Like right. On, they're just not... Now they can't come out, so... I don't know what happens in that... Well, I do know what happens. Sometimes they end up on the shelf for, like, years and years and years, and then... They get, I bet they'll just put them on DVD to make some cash. Um, I don't know if they will, because there was something to... There was something stopping them doing that. Some clause or something. But um, it's happened before in the past where movies, mm-hmm. like, three or four years down the line, come out. When MGM, I think, was closing down, there was yeah. some of that. So, you know, that's sad, too, that some movies just end up... You know, could be fantastic, it could be garbage, but, you know. And the other thing this week is we uh, subscribed to Netflix and we lost our cable TV. We didn't lose it. I cancelled it. That's what I'm saying. Oh. We um, <laughs> we only had basic cable anyway, and we found that we very rarely watch it. Uh, no, that's not true. I watched it every single day. Well, I never watched it. I decided, um, for fifth, I mean, I didn't think I could save that much. In the past, it used to be, we paid 110 total for internet and cable. And in the past, when I would call and say I want to cancel my cable, they'd say, well, we can knock your bill down to 103 but if you cancel your cable, then your internet goes up to, like, $97 yeah. or something. And I'm like, what the, what are you talking about? It didn't what make sense. What kind of bullshit is that? So then, this time when I called, um, it basically, the internet, broadband, the highest speed, almost the highest speed, right? Um, Where's $62 instead yeah. of, so I said, 48 bucks a month, kill it. They still charge you a fifteen dollar connection fee a month. Just to have a just to have a connection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Which is insane, really. Yeah, because you're paying for the cable. It's just ridiculous. But I mean, that's saving some. So. Yeah. No, I never watched it. To, to be honest, I mean, yes, you might have watched cable every day. I never ever turned it on, and I. It's really rare I turn it on because I usually turn a podcast on or a video podcast because we even have. Um, even when I'm in bed and I'll watch TV in bed, I can stream podcast yeah. in there. So I very rarely... In fact, I can't even tell you the last time I watched normal TV for any length of time. So to me, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the other thing is we got Netflix, um, which I absolutely... Do you know when when we used to have HBO? Sometimes mm-hmm. HBO is like a comforting thing for me. I can turn HBO on. Whatever movie comes on, if be it I'm at my computer or I am sat in front of the TV, I'll sit and watch, you know, and then I'll, I'm excited to see what's the next one and I'll watch that, you know, I might watch a few in a row or whatever. Well, Netflix is like HBO, but you choose the movie instead of having to wait, which is way better. It's like a revelation to me because there's tons of movies on it and we're, I'm talking about the streaming service of Netflix. Right. Um, where... We actually, we've got so many devices that can stream Netflix in the house. We tried them all this week. So we tried it on the PC. It works fine. We tried it on the Media Center PC. It kind of works fine. We tried it on the PlayStation 3. I find the PlayStation 3 is the best place to do it because I did watch a movie on there last night. Um, It's just, it's simple. You just pick a movie you want and press play and it plays and that's it. Um, it, What does it cost? $9 a month? Mm Mm-hmm. Which is cheaper than HBO, I'm thinking. For unlimited streaming. Cheaper than HBO, though. I'm sure HBO costs 12 I think. Um, Plus you're at their mercy. Yeah, and literally you can... Now, it's not the latest releases on streaming, I'll give them that. It's not... You wouldn't find Whiteout on there, for instance. Aww. Which is not... <laughs> but you wouldn't find the latest movies. They are older, but... There's a big selection and tons of movies I haven't seen. Yeah, but all I do is pick it as a... Get the DVD sent to you. Our DVDs come in one day. Yeah, exactly. And last night I watched Lakeview Terrace, 
which is a Samuel L. Jackson movie, which isn't the greatest movie in the world, but I enjoyed it in the way that I used to enjoy watching an HBO movie no matter what it was. Right, right. So I just watched it. It was predictable and average, but I found I had fun. I liked the experience of streaming the movie, and I rated the movie when I'd finished it. You can say what you thought of it. And then it kind of recommends other movies to you. And I found the entire Bewitched from the beginning, so I got the disc sent. I haven't watched it. And I've been watching LA Inc., something I... See, I'm not sure that's adding much quality to your life. I mean, just sitting and watching mindless drivel. I'm well, not I just sure watch that's... it on my TV. I watch it on my <laughs> computer while I'm doing other things. Right. Normally, I'd watch a mindless drivel podcast, but now I've got like I can. I'm watching that. <laughs> but a podcast, at least to me, has some content. Well, so did so does this. Um, some stuff I didn't know about was uh, that the Jackass dudes were in it, which I really like. Jackass, right? So in what? In this LA Inc. Right. They're just getting tattoos, though, right? Well, they're friends of hers and stuff. I didn't even know there were anything to do with it. But they were in it. Um, and I like watching the tattoos get done. I think I think it's actually... If it was good. all just watching tattoos, yeah, it'd be awesome. But I don't like the fakeness of it. No, I think it's an okay series. Um, but that's what Netflix can do for you. Yeah, and there's whole seasons of like other shows that are like Little People, Big World. That's all on there. Um, you can just stream the whole thing, like mm-hmm. all the seasons... Lost, all of Lost is on there. If you like Lost, I'm not a Lost fan, but that's a lot of stuff. You want to catch up or whatever. All of Heroes, all of uh, Dexter, they're all on there. You can just stream them instantly. It's really, I think it's really a cool service. And I actually think that that's a really reasonable price because yeah, it's cheaper than a movie channel. And for us, if I can get a DVD in one day, get it, watch it, throw it back in the mail the next day, and the next day another one comes. I mean, you can, if you can only have, uh, Gars is the lowest plan. You, no, not the lowest plan. Uh, the other one is the lowest. You don't get streaming with the lowest. You do. You, do. you can have two hours a month. Oh, God. Two hours a month. one that's, movie. That's I not think. even one movie. I think it's a month. Um, but that means you could have, you know, theoretically, 14, 15 movies a month. If you, as long as you keep the cycle going. Yeah, you know? we're not advertising Netflix. So they have nothing to do with this show, nope. by the way. We don't have I a just, code. We don't have anything. No, I mean, nothing. a lot of sites you can say, you know, sign up and use our code. Nothing like that. No, just, but I um, just think it's a really cool service. I think it's a lot better value if you have got the capability of streaming it in some way. Which most people do. You can just do it on your PC, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But if you've got a PC hooked to your TV, or you've got a game console, any of the game consoles, Xbox 360... PlayStation 3, and soon the Wii. Not yet, but within a month. All three of them will do Netflix streaming. And you can buy a box by Roku that's sixty nine ninety nine that just does Netflix streaming. So it's, I think it's a better value if you've got the streaming and it's hooked to a TV because then you've literally got yeah. thousands of movies to choose from whenever you There's want to There's a watch. lot. Yeah, and documentaries. We watched a yep. documentary this week as well. What was that? Fat the one. The fat one, yeah. Uh, can't remember what it was called. It's about how America's getting fat. Well, not about how America's getting fat. How we're eating. How it's you know it's kind of like a super size me thing where it's telling you that you have no mind of your own. The corporations are making you fat, kind of thing. It was all right. It wasn't super. No, high quality, I didn't. But it was I like, thought it was it was real slanted, very preachy. But yeah, it was yeah. kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I um don't see enough documentaries and there are a lot on there there's even one about Apple Computer which I'm going to watch which uh, looks interesting about the history of Apple Computer so uh, yeah Netflix uh, basically the idea is let go of your cable I mean I've had cable since I was a teenager 
with very few exceptions in my life. And even though I go to that TV in the kitchen and turn it on every single day, because I cook dinner every day, so that's why I have it on for an hour and a half or whatever a day and listen to CNN or watch Food Network. And it's still, I walked in there today, like, oh. That's why we need to put a streaming box there. It's going to be fuzz. But, um... But it's also nice to kind of purge it and be like, and I don't act. I mean, you can watch. I literally, for me, it was nothing to lose it. In fact, we've the Netflix is a, a whole a game for me because it's like I said, and I'm a little jealous. You will probably use it way more than I will because on you my can days always off, turn it on on your PC. Also, I mean, I that's where I find I was watching it this week. Right, I can't watch something while you're watching something. Well, else. you can put your headphones on. You can. Watch oh, you can put your headphones. Yeah, on. I. I, I <laughs> what I'm saying is. Um, I found that when I'm doing something, I half my screen, have Netflix here and do, and do something. And that's how I've been watching the LA Inc. episodes. Right. So I've been doing my stuff and watching them at the same time. And it's flawless. I've never had a skip or a... Yeah, we have three... Uh, the PS3 in the living room is wireless. Yeah, and I watched... And we, um, watched we had watched part of a movie, uh, paused it, on the media center. Then we turned on the PS3, turned on that movie. There was, n- there was no hesitation. Uh-huh. It just started and played with no... And the PS3 in our house is wireless. We've mm-hmm. not hooked That's it up to I the think. network. Yeah, so... Um, and I watched Lakeview Terrace last night in HD, which is the HD version of the movie. The entire... It never... It just played. I didn't do anything. I just sat and watched the whole thing. And it was perfect. It was like watching a DVD or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, so, um, I don't know how they keep it so smooth, but it does It does work. So, uh, that's our Netflix advertisement. That's what it sounded <laughs> like. So, what have you got for this week? I've got what's for dinner. Tofu wraps. It's going to be like tofu scramble with um, some tofu and some vegetables in a whole wheat tortilla. Just for a little health benefit there. I'm going to try to get away as much as I can from flour and sugar. Just an experiment. And <laughs> some roasted vegetables. Soon you'll have give up everything. Is- you know. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, vegetables are fine. Vegetables and tofu it may be killing me, but whatever. Roasted vegetables, which is what you say smells like old lady pants. It does. lovely. And maybe I'll make a little bit of soup with some beans in it. And then uh, I got a fake sunburn this week. I had the weird last few weeks because last week... You got a sunburn while it was snowing. I tripped, kind of caught my foot on a loose tile thing at work and totally strained my knee. Like to the point of going to have it checked out and all that. So I've been hobbling around a little bit on that. I've already had the hip thing for, what, two years now. So that hurts all the time anyway. So I had the hip and the knee. Then I'm going to Mexico. That's the other topic. Next month to visit my mother. And so I'm figuring I'm very pale. She lives on the beach. I don't want to get sunburned. So I'll build up a tan by going to the tanning bed. And like ten minutes, ten minutes. And every day I've I've gone three times. The first time the girl was like... How long do you want to go in? She's like, you better just go 10 minutes, okay? So the next time I tell the husband, 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, because blah, blah, blah. We don't want you to get a burn. I get in the little booth. Here comes, ma'am, ma'am, tapping on the door. How long did you want to stay in there? Uh, 10 minutes. Oh, okay, good. And then I'm thinking, ooh, I'm glad glad he asked. Because, you know, that could be very painful. So then the next day I go in. Talking to the girl, she goes, you want to do 10 minutes? I'm like, yeah, I pulled up my sleeve on my jacket. I'm like, see, I'm still really pale, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we wouldn't want that, blah, 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 whatever. She goes, people have bad perceptions of tanning beds. They think it's bad for you, but it's not bad for you if you don't get a sunburn, blah, blah, blah. So I get in there, I'm laying there, and I'm thinking, and I'm kind of, you kind of turn from side to side occasionally, and I'm thinking, I'm 
feel like it's been a really long time. Like, I, it's a couple hours before I go to work, and I'm thinking, this feels long. I'm feeling hot. Maybe it's new light bulbs or something. So I look up, and you kind of have to look up and around kind of the end of it to see the little digital number on the thing. And it said seven. And I'm like, seven? I know I've been in your... No, it can't be three minutes, right? And then it dawned oh, yeah. on me. She had it. It's automatically set to twenty, and then they have to manually set it to ten at the desk for it to go off on time. You have no control over it anymore, and at the bed. So I was like, "Oh crap!" So turned it off because you have an off button. That's all. Did you, you not can feel do. like you was burned then? No, no, no. You, you, I, mean, I was feeling starting to feel kind of hot, right. like, and I don't normally because in ten minutes you just kind of lay there, and that's it's not that long. But I could tell I was feeling like, first of all, the time passing was like, I had no headphones or anything. So I was like, wow, I've been in here a lot. In my mind, I'm like, I've been here a long time. So then I get out. She's on the phone. And I'm not, you don't really feel anything at first. You say you haven't had a lot of sunburns. I've had a lot of sunburns Never. in my life. When I was a kid, we went outside too much. And I know what it's like. You don't feel it too much at first. Well, then during the course of that first night, oh my God. You said, I've lifted up my shirt, you're like, you look like a lobster. Last night was torture at work every time, because it's like my butt, the backs of my legs, my back, up around my shoulder, kind of the back of the side of my arms, and uh, today, it, last night, yesterday, or today sleeping was like torture, so I had to take some time on all PM stuff, because you know, uh, could not get to sleep. That's the price of vanity. (laughs) No, this was to prevent a sunburn. (laughs) You know what'll happen. This is what I did last time. I get I build up a tan, go on the little vacation on the beach, come home, and then I don't ever tan again. It's not vanity at all. It's I was trying to prevent the sunburn to begin with. Because sunscreen, it works, but you basically, it's nasty. Uh, did exactly what you wasn't. Yeah, and these are parts of me that won't be hanging out on the beach anyway, necessarily, except that when you're in the tan bed, you're naked, but... So the front of me, except for my stomach, which is pretty red. It looks awful. It does. And it's like torture constantly. It's just, I think your mind kind of goes somewhere else because I feel like I'm on fire. I got some aloe today and I rubbed it all over and I was like, so it's getting better, but it's pretty dangerous. And the uh, last uh, topic was? Oh, I just said, I'm going to Mexico next month. This month? my mother. Next month. It is now. Oh, it's not even, I'm thinking it was midnight. Uh Uh-uh. It's close. Close. Yeah. In a couple so, weeks, I'll be going. Yeah. And uh, it's our 10th wedding anniversary this Tuesday. Correct. We'll have been married 10 years. And what are we doing? we still not figured it out. Still figured it out. We'll wing it. We're just going... <laughs> I told you that that's what we shouldn't do. No, you're just talking go somewhere. about... No, no. I mean, I think I think staying closer at home is better. Because then there's no, no chance for failure. <laughs> Yeah, but there's nothing to do around here. <laughs> Not here, here. We can go to the nearby town. The lake, we said. Right? Possibly. Somewhere. Yeah. We could go somewhere. If we explore and we... Our problem is this. We're getting older and you think, oh, it'd be awesome to go try a new restaurant. But then when you try a new restaurant and it's really shitty... Yeah. It's like a massive letdown. Now, And we know which restaurants we like. Yes. Now, cla- the classic anniversary, we have to tell the story, is on our fifth wedding anniversary. Oh, yeah. We went. Yeah. We went to Longhorn for dinner. We might have. I don't know. Hmm. No, I don't think so. We went to Longhorn for supper, which obviously when well, we used that to be meat deal. eaters. Yeah, we were eating steak all the time, and um, so we get there. The girl seemed a little 
at her to begin with. She brings our drinks. She had like five drinks in her hands and there's only two of us. Obviously, she's carrying lots of people's drinks. She sits mine right in front of me. She sits yours down and starts to scoot it towards you with her arms full of three other drinks and she knocked it Just pause it right directly. <laughs> Poured it all over your pants, all over your legs and your front. Oh my God. That, it was inside. I was like, oh my God, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Like, you were like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And you were just sitting there, and I'm like, do you want to go to the oh, no, And you're like, no, no the, no, the worst thing was nothing to do with me or you. She was, brought nothing. She, yeah. she just ignored it. She Completely. actually walked away. She walked away. Oh, she just. And never came back. Never came back, never brought a I towel. I was sat there for five minutes, like, wet. And then I was like, do you want to go? Yeah, go I said, to the let's bathroom? just go home. I'll, well, I'll... no, you did not. You said, no, I don't want to go to the bathroom. I'm like, do you want to just leave? And you're like, we've already ordered. I'm like, so what are you talking about? Because I was thinking, going to the bathroom, what the hell can I do? Take my pants off? Well, come back with no wipe pants. yourself off, dry yeah, it no, off. No, it wasn't bit. it wasn't the wipe. No, it was not that at all. You didn't want to be embarrassed because your pants were What wet. I'm saying is it wasn't the wipe yourself off type of thing. No, I was actually you were so yeah. so eventually uh somebody else came to the table or I went and got the guy by the door and told him about it. He brings a towel, I'm really sorry, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, Do you have any towels? And he's like, We don't have any clean towels. Yeah, that's what he said. And I'm like, What do you what do you mean? Well, you know, we've got the towels we clean the tables with. Like, they have no storage of clean towels anywhere. In the that's whole that's also what we went to a Chinese restaurant once. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> I said, she came and she gave us some tea. And that because, wasn't an anniversary, was it? No, I because know. I'm British, I like milk in my tea. Right? So <laughs> she came and gave us some tea. And I said to you, do you think they would have milk? And you said, just ask. So she came and I said, can I have some milk for my tea? And she looked at me like horrified she looked first she looked at our table yes like so, where the hell would you want milk and then she said we don't have anything to put that in sorry right <laughs> like no cup we have no, no containers no, for no, that no nothing so you actually have like what a big like tank the cup of it i'm gonna drink kitchen. the tea out of would be fine just another <laughs> cup of milk in. but now she nope so the 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 drink getting spills out when also when we drank soda it was a big pepsi and let me tell my, uh, my final funny restaurant story we went to <laughs> st louis we have a lot. Yeah, this one's a good one, though, right? Yeah. We went to St. Louis, and uh, we went to this restaurant. I'm going to name it and shame it. Kansas City. Kansas City. The rest- a restaurant called The Streetcar Named Desire, <laughs> which we thought was cool because, you know, a movie kind of yeah, yeah. themed restaurant. And it has a streetcar. And it's cool looking. And then we went in, <laughs> <laughs> and then we had this waiter with, like, yeah, just had an attitude. Kind of like a middle-aged, a little too old to be a waiter. Kind of pretentious a little Oh, bit. my word. Well, the whole place was pretentious. And he said, uh, I ordered a steak sandwich or something. And then he... He had already explained uh, something. He had already explained what condiments I could have had. And I said, do you have anything like A1 or HP? Because he's me. And he goes... No, the nigga, he... Yeah. Like I said. He, he actually <laughs> physically, like, sighed. <laughs> As though to say, you fuckers, I've already said this. And then he said... Like I said. And then, then we went on to name all the things he already named. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, it's okay then. And then what happened? We're thinking, okay, fine, whatever. It's funny, right? They bring the food. It was in, like, paper with plastic It was utensils. shit, the food was It was well. really, really bad. And then, then we was just looking at each other and was like, are we leaving a tip for this guy? No, are we hell? hell and then no. we just left. Hell no. That was really funny. Like I said. I, like I... <laughs> <laughs> 
Those are three good stories. So yeah. the thing is, we think, oh, it would be awesome to go to a new place. But then we might get... <laughs> like once I was when I went to uh, Maryland for a work thing, and I was in the hotel, and I ordered Indian takeout. Because I thought, oh, Indian takeout would be awesome. And it was so disgusting. And it was like $25. I was so disappointed. So we will do something for our anniversary on Tuesday. And it's very likely we'll end up in the same curry house as we... Correct. <laughs> which is fine, because they make a good curry and we and like And there's it. a good movie theater there. Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah. Uh, Ten happy 10th anniversary, um, Sid Talk. Thanks, Ace Gully. Has it been all right for you? Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. I kind of like you. Except for, the, <laughs> except for the stinky lady underpant food. Yeah. You're going to love it. It does there's, stink, though. There's broccoli say. in there. That's what's stinking. Yeah, definitely. I love you, too. I had broccoli soup if, for my If you're listening to this podcast for the first time and you didn't realize it, we're actually married to each other. Yes. For ten years. So, um, we're going to we're gonna have to get off. This is a really long podcast. Yeah. That's, it's unusual, because if it's a movie we don't like, it usually goes no, short. No, unfortunately, that's not true. Is that not right? No, we talk more about the ones we don't like than we do about the ones Because there's more to say. Yeah. Because it's hard to... And you had all those other things. Yeah. So, um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, you can visit the website, ascully.com, or you can visit Sid Talk's wonderful Emporium of Goodness at sidtalk.com. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you can Twitter us up, at Sid Talk and at ascully, uh, if you want to, you know, follow Just do us. a search on any search engine for Sid Talk, C-I-D-T-A. Yeah, we're on Facebook. Or you'll find We're on Facebook, we're on Xbox Live, we're on PlayStation Network. You have some of the funniest YouTube videos. We're Let's on be YouTube. Honest. Yeah, funniest YouTube videos of all time. And you're Ace underline com on there, but I think... Oh, just Ace com, right? Something like that. But, yeah. but um, yeah, I have the funniest YouTube videos of all time. So please go <laughs> I'm not sure of the whole time, but they're pretty funny. <laughs> um, and you can subscribe to this podcast on the RSS feed, or you can go to com, click on the word podcast, listen to all the podcasts on the page, subscribe in the Zoom marketplace the itunes music store whatever you've got you can subscribe it doesn't really matter it works on anything um and you can email feedback to me at aschoolyaschoolyacom don't email sidtalk because we've said uh 107 times probably maybe we didn't say it at the beginning not in the beginning um and i just want to say stay classy tom scarrett Oh god, I can read your book. I can't say it's stay classy about this movie though, can I really? No. (laughs) Stay classy Tom Scarrett. Get classy. That means that like get classy. And I'm gonna say think for yourself, because if you do not do it, someone will come along and do it for you.